This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's Best Erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. Today, we would visit our friends from our slash erotica. We'll be indulged by their sweet stories and sexy words. But before that, we have another submission for our original Mondays. User Echo925 submitted his story titled, Helping Hands Sit Back and Listen as they regale us with their tales. This is our Friends Erotic Stories. This story is by user Echo925, who posted on our subreddit, our slash erotic podcast. The title of this story is, Helping Hands, Sit Back and Enjoy the Story. Someone, please, a frail girl pleads, sitting in her box on the curb with a cup in hand. Everyone is passing her, not even giving her a split second of their vision. Those who do look at her with disgust. One person accidentally trips, on the box, knocking the girl over along with her cup sending nickels and dimes rolling everywhere. A few people pocket the money before the girl realized what was going on. When she does, she begins to tear up. She fixes up her box, goes inside, closes the flaps, and silently weeps. Daddy, daddy, a little girl says, walking with her father. There's a box for mommy's gift. Why, yes there is, the father responds, and it's the perfect size, and seems to be in good condition. Stupid litterers. He begins to pick up the box, only to realize that there's something inside. Curious, he opens the box to find the girl. Oh, he says, disappointed. It's in use. Looks like we gotta go find another. The father then tips over the box over, dumping the girl out, picking up the box and takes off. The girl lays there on the concrete, tears running down her face. She then crawls to an alley entrance, curls in a ball and starts crying her eyes out. Hey, cutie, what's wrong? The girl hears through her crying. She looked up to see a beautiful woman who was a foot taller than her. She had long, curly, brown hair with bangs, a midnight blue hoodie with a pink shirt underneath, a black mini skirt, black thigh-high stockings, and white tennis shoes. The girl tries to stop crying, but can't. Okay, okay, the woman responds, hugging her. It's okay, I'm not gonna hurt you. The girl, loving the woman's embrace, starts to calm down. Once she stops completely, The woman says there we go. Now what's wrong? Are you lost? The girl shakes her head. This is basically where I live, she answered. The woman is stunned. This girl fended for herself, for God knows how long and manage. Poor thing, the woman thinks to herself. This is no condition for anyone to be in. And how old are you? The woman asks. I stopped counting after 16. The girl responds, looking down, the message of me not mattering to anyone kinda stuck around since then. So why keep track of something that's so irrelevant? I don't even remember my name. I barely remember anything about myself. This broke the woman's heart. This girl needs to get out of here. Before something bad happens, the woman thinks to herself again. You hungry? She asks. The girl nods. Okay, the woman responds. We'll get a bite to eat and chat for a bit. We get your information checked out. And you live with me? How's that sound? The girl is starstruck. This was the only positive interaction she had with another being she had in a while. She couldn't believe this was happening. 
Thank you so much, she said through tears of joy. She then constricted the woman in the biggest hug she could muster. The woman hugs back, petting her head and says, You're very welcome. Now let's go. The woman stands up, extending her hand to help the girl up. The girl takes it and they walk to a nearby fast food sandwich restaurant. When they get there, they stand in line. Luckily, the line was really short, but the people have apparently never ordered anything in their lives because it took forever and a day for them to relay a single item. However, while they were standing in line, the girl could feel people staring at her. She hears people whispering, laughing, sounding disgusted, etc. She begins clutching the woman, who's confused at first, but notices everyone's reactions. She hugs the girl and whispers, it's okay. They're probably just looking for a way to distract themselves from their own misery. Like this guy behind me, don't look, but he's clearly here, because his wife made him. He's unshaven, beers on his shirt, he's still groggy looking. He's clearly got problems of his own. So just keep that in mind when someone judges you, alright? The girl smiles and nods her head. The woman boops her nose and says alright, now let's get some food in your tummy. She tickles the girl, who giggles and they go back to waiting. When they finally get to the cashier, the woman orders a meatball sub for her and a ham and cheese for the girl. Afterwards, they go into the bathroom to wash their hands. Afterwards, the girl looks in the mirror and gives a dour look. The woman notices this and gives her a hug from behind. The girl smiles and they walk out. They take their seats and wait on their food. The girl looks down and fidgets with the napkin holder. The woman tries to pick a question to get to know her new acquaintance. The girl is first to speak. So, what's your name? Oh, the woman said I guess I never did tell you. Did I? Sorry, that's so rude. I'm Alex. That's pretty. The girl responds. Thank you, Alex says in speaking of names, while you might not remember yours. We got to identify you. What do you want to be called? The girl shrugs. Okay, Ailes said how about Eugene? That's just terrible. The girl retorts with a chuckle. Well, you better pick a name before it becomes your official name. Alex said teasingly, folding her arms. The girl thinks for a second. She didn't know that many names to begin with. But after pondering she finally decides and says what about Kier? Perfect, Alex responds, it's very fitting. Soon afterwards, their food arrives. While they dig in, they converse. So Alex starts, what's your story? You don't have to tell me now. If you don't want to. No, Kier responds. With everything you're doing for me, you at least deserve to know who you're helping. And while I don't remember much of it, I still have pieces that are always sticking with me. I was at one point a part of a really nice family. Or so I thought. My mom was seemingly sweeter. Then Pi and my dad was just the most ambitious person you could ever meet. And for a while, they put on this facade that they actually cared for my well-being. The way I found out about this facade was the fact that they would trick me into doing everything for myself so they wouldn't have to put in any effort. To the point that they even forgot about my existence. You know, until tax time came. But in the eyes of everyone not there, I was just lazy. I couldn't do anything right. I was a disappointment. Then one day, I was exhausted from working. I was sore all over the place. I could barely stand. My brain was fried. I was completely out of it. But coincidentally, my mom was talking to a relative on her phone telling her how I was just doing nothing like always. They were then talking about how shameful it was that I couldn't be bothered to do anything. How difficult my parents must have it to have to look after me. Just the works. Then the relative gives the idea 
of getting rid of me if I can't act like a proper resident. My parents then took her advice. Words were said to me. I didn't respond because I saw no point. It was already set in stone. Yelling and arguing would just worsen things. So I just sat there and took it. Soon after, fosters took place. And since it was too far from my job, I was fired. No one was willing to take me. In their eyes, I was still too young. So young in fact that I knew nothing about the money I earned. So they took every cent. I bounced to different places. Some were shut down. Others treated me badly and I needed to escape. I had nowhere to go. No one wanted me. I never had any friends. All that I had were the thoughts of everyone wanting nothing to do with me. It was all my fault. I was useless, worthless. Suicide was attempted a few times, but all of them failed. So seeing as I'm basically stuck here, I resorted to begging for money or at least a crumb to scrape by. Fast forward some years. Here we are. Alex was on the verge of tears. After hearing Kia's story, I'm so sorry, she says. Choking back the tears, well, I'm kinda grateful in a weird way, Kia retorts. The things I went through gave me the opportunity to meet you. You showed me that maybe I am good for something. Alex's heart skipped a beat. She was responsible for at least slightly replenishing another person's self-esteem. She was so happy to help this poor girl. The two continued to converse and joke while eating their sandwiches. All of a sudden, a guy walks up to them with a cup in his hand. He then poured the cup containing ice water on Kier. You're welcome, he said in a mocking tone. You just looked like you needed a bath, and Lord knows you smelled like it. The guy then starts to laugh along with the majority of the store. Kier starts to sob, clutching herself. Alex, with a stone-faced expression, looks at the guy as he laughs. He then notices her and says what? I'm just cleaning up your puppy for you. That'll be $50. I also take tips, and I even give them if you ask nicely. Alex doesn't say anything. She doesn't even move. She just sat there with no expression on her face, causing the guy to become a little uneasy. Employees of the shop finally arrive to kick the guy out. Alex then focuses her attention on Kier. She hugs her and says come on, I'll take you home. Kier nods and stands up. When they walk out the door, Alex's eye catches the guy getting in his car. She quickly takes out her phone, snaps a picture of the front of the car, and puts it back without Kier noticing. Kier and Alex walk to a nearby apartment complex. Alex takes out her key, unlocks the door, and both enter the room. Now Alex starts. With it being so late, we'll go to get your information tomorrow. That's fine, Kier responds quietly. Again, I cannot thank you enough for all you're doing for me. You're a literal lifesaver. It's nothing, Alex responded. I just hate seeing people in that position. Potential doctors, artists, professors, athletes, etc. just being screwed over by life like that. While others are born with a silver spoon in their rear orifice. It's just not fair. Do you typically do this? Kier asked. No, Alex answered. I was never financially stable before. I've always wanted to do something like this. Just to attempt to give someone a second chance and clean themselves up. Speaking of cleaning up. Kier started, long shot, but could I trouble you for a piece of plastic that I can sit on to prevent anything from getting on your furniture? No, Alex responded but I do have some clothes, you can wear after you bathe. Oh, I couldn't, Kier refused, wouldn't that be too much? You bought me food, you take me in, you help me regain knowledge of a part of myself. I don't want to be too much of a bother. Well, Alex retorts, cupping her face, we've got to get you cleaned up. And you are never going to be a bother, 
I'll never not want to get you anything you need in a heartbeat. So don't hesitate to ask me anything. Okay. Here nods good. Alex responds. Now, get your tush in the shower. Both chuckle as Kier makes her way to the bathroom. Alex then took out her phone, sended the picture she took of the guy's car, and texts there. Have fun. He takes $50 apparently. She then lays on her bed and watches TV. Ten minutes go by and Kier pokes her head through the door and says, Do you have a back scrubber anywhere? Sorry, no, Alex answered. My arms can reach so I just never thought to buy one. You need help in there. No, Kier lied. Kier. Alex said, maybe, Kier answered. Alex snickers then goes in the bathroom. What did I just tell you? She says, closing the door. I know, Kier responds, I'm sorry. It just needs getting used to. It's okay, Alex answered, you're not used to dependence. Alex grabs the rag that Kier was using, lathered it with the soap, and started scrubbing her back, which was surprisingly soft. Kier found herself enjoying her touch. She didn't want it to end. But eventually the inevitable happened, and Alex was done. Kier rinsed her back off and stepped out of the shower. Alex gets a towel and dries her off. She then wrapped her up and carried her to the bed. I guess I am your little puppy, Kier joked. They both laugh and Alex goes to her drawer right beside the bed, pulls out some shorts, panties, and a tank top, and says we'll be a good girl and put these on. Kier looks at Alex as she leans back on her dresser, admiring her. She did so much for her with nothing in return. Time to change that. Alex notices Kia's gaze and says oh, I could turn away if you want. No, Kier answers. It's just all of what you've done for me and I'm yet to pay you back. It's okay. Puppy, Alex responds, scratching the bottom of her chin. You don't need to do anything. Kier stands up, looks Alex in the eye and says, but I want to. You've done so much. They gaze into each other's eyes for a little until Kier leans forward closes her eyes, and kisses Alex. Alex was taken aback by the sudden movement, but kissed Kier back after seconds of processing. Kier then realized what she was doing and pulled back. I'm sorry, I she said before Alex cups her face and kisses her back. It started off light, but soon became more passionate. Alex then picks Kier up and sits down on the bed with her on her lap. Kier slides out of her towel and wraps herself around Alex, never breaking the kiss. Alex wraps her arms round Kier, pushing her further into the kiss. A few minutes into the kiss pass, Bai and Kier moves to Alex's neck, earning a gasp to come from her mouth. Kier, still kissing and sucking on Alex's neck, then moved her hand inside her shirt, massaging her left boob. She removes herself temporarily to remove Alex's jacket, shirt, and bra. She then latches her mouth onto Alex's right boob and massages the left. Alex moans and puts her hand on the back of Kia's head, slightly petting her. Enjoying the encouragement, Kier sucks harder on her nipple. She then switches her attention to the other nipple, licking, sucking, and kissing it. After moments of giving Alex's chest some attention, she slithers down to her stomach and slides off her skirt. She makes a trail of kisses from her stomach to her abdomen to her inner thighs. She then licks her way to Alex's core, causing her to moan. Kier started sucking on Alex's vagina, causing her to grip the sheets as she moans in pleasure. Kier then inserts two fingers in her. Alex starts petting Kia's head and says, good girl. That's it. Just like that. Kier, loving the encouragement, sucks harder and fingers faster. Alex begins to feel her orgasm approaching. She pushes Kier further into her as she moans louder and louder. 
Kier latches her mouth on Alex as she came. Alex began grinding herself on Kia's face as she wrote out her orgasm. When she finally stopped, she leaned up and, between breaths, she said, So, enjoy your treat, puppy. Kier nods before licking her fingers. Alex motions Kier over, to which she complies, and they kiss. Alex then switches their positions, so she's on top. Well, she replied, let's see how much you like this. She leans up, positions her right leg over Kia's left and puts her right leg under Kia's left and grinds against her. Both girls start moaning in pleasure, grinding into each other and embracing each other. They begin kissing once again, tongues battling for dominance while they rub against each other. Moments go by of nothing, but the sound of moaning and kissing and the feeling of intense pleasure felt in both females, until they both feel their orgasm approaching. After one more thrust, both scream in ecstasy as they come on the bed. Alex reaches her hand between them and tastes both of their mixed juices. She reaches again and gives it to Kier, who licks her hand clean. She then rubbed her belly as Kier began to pant with her tongue out. After sharing a laugh, Alex takes Kier into her arms. I love you, Kier whispers in Alex's ear. I love you, too, Alex responded. They then drifted off to sleep. Interlude. James Warnock steps in his house. Upset at the closing events of what just happened, he goes to his kitchen and pours himself some scotch. Before he can take his sip, he hears someone knocking on his door. He sets down his drink and looks through his peephole. It was two guys he's never seen before. Curious, he opens his door and says can I help you guys? Yeah, the guy on the right answered. We were just wondering if you knew the whereabouts of a Mr. James Warnock. This is he, James responds. Okay, cool, cool, the guy on the right says, nodding, so, we were just wondering. You still accepting that $50, or is there a time limit? James looks at them with confusion. The guy on the left cracks his knuckles, and says with slight aggression in his voice, and if you do, I hope you don't mind that we don't have paper. We can only provide to cents, at a time each. I mean, you did say you take 50, right? The sudden realization hit James as he remembered the girl he poured water on. Okay, listen, he responded with blatant fear in his voice. I wasn't trying to be funny. I well before James could finish his thought. The guy on the right punched James right in his mouth. James stumbled backwards in his house. The two guys followed, slamming the door behind them. What followed was a brutal beating bestowed upon James, along with his house being destroyed. After hours of punishment, James laid on his floor, beaten, battered, and nearly unconscious. As the two guys brushed themselves off, well, one of them said, we're glad we could finally come to a conclusion that all of us can agree on. As you were, they both leave the house, leaving James to lie there in excruciating pain. The next story is posted by user Dallas Wonderland from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Forbidden Lust Caught Masturbating. Sit back and enjoy the story. It was Christmas 1998 when it happened. I was home from college for winter break and went to visit my cousin on the other side of the city. We were about the same age and had spent a lot of time together growing up, but that changed when we both went away to college. We told his mom and his stepdad, Leo, that we were going out for a few beers, which was partly true. We didn't mention that we were going to a strip club to get them. On the drive back to his place, I was buzzed and horny as hell. When we got back, my aunt handed me some bedding and a pillow 
and told me to make up the sofa bed in the basement. I'd been in their house a thousand times growing up. I'd slept in the basement alone on several occasions. I'd never paid attention to the laundry room, but I'd gotten to lap dances earlier and hadn't had actual sex in months. I went in hoping to find a towel or rag that wouldn't be missed. Instead I saw a neat stack of silky panties. I didn't think about the potential ramifications, probably due to the drinks I'd put down earlier. I didn't think much at all. I grabbed a pair of panties from the bottom of the stack and scampered back to the sofa bed. There wasn't much light, but I could tell they were a dark color with a floral print. I quickly shed my pants and underwear. I draped them over my swollen rod. I closed my eyes and started rubbing myself and fantasizing about the dancer I'd given all my money. I started breathing heavily. I was so hard I tented the bedsheets. I was into my fantasy and trying to take my time. I didn't want to come to quickly and end the moment. That's probably why I never heard anyone coming down the stairs. There was one computer in the house that the whole family shared. That didn't seem so strange in the late 90s. Leo's daughter Kara had apparently just gotten in and decided to check her email and didn't know I was down there. Kara and I weren't related by blood, but I'd known her almost half my life. I hadn't seen her much since I went off to college. She mostly lived with her mother. When I'd last seen her she was a shy, pudgy high school freshman with thick glasses and an awkward crush on me. When I realized she was coming I decided to feign sleep. She wasn't especially quiet until she noticed the sofa pulled out. Then she slowed down and made her way to the desk next to my bed. I got a good look at her in the light of the monitor as the computer slowly booted up. Kara had blossomed since I'd seen her last. The nerdy girl was now 18 and a few months away from finishing high school. She wasn't slender, but she was fit. She had her mother's Italian looks. Lustrous, black hair, olive skin, big brown eyes. She still had glasses, but they were stylishly nerdy, like Lisa Loeb, and she was dressed like a post-grunge chicken in untucked flannel shirt, denim skirt, and Mary Jane's. She was less than six feet away from me. I had the covers pulled up, my pants and underwear were on the floor between us. I was frozen with a pair of panties in my hand wrapped around my hard dick, which was still pitching a tent in the sheets. I kept my eyes almost closed and hoped she wouldn't glance my way. I was trying to will my cock back down, but the excitement of possibly being caught had the opposite effect. My heart was thumping in my chest and I was panicking in my mind, but my body was on the other end of the spectrum. I'd assumed I was grabbing my aunt's panties, but it occurred to me that they might be Kara's, and that made me even harder. I tried thinking about anything else. I felt like I was breathing too heavily. I couldn't imagine what would happen if I was actually caught. She'd tell my aunt. My aunt would tell my parents. Everyone would know. There'd be awkward talks and maybe yelling. I closed my eyes and tried to catch my breath. I think I made an audible groan, and then I felt a hand on my thigh. My eyes jerked open. Kara was leaning over me. Been a while, she said. Her voice was confident. She'd definitely grown up since the last time I'd seen her. What's going on down here? She said with a nod toward my erection. I thought back to all the times I'd ignored her when we were younger, or the times I'd made fun of her with her stepbrother or been cruel. Was she about to pay me back? She obviously knew she'd caught me jacking off. At that moment I hoped she'd mock and tease me a bit and maybe even tell a few people. I wouldn't enjoy it, but I'd feel like I got away with something if she didn't find out what I was really doing. I tried to mumble a response, 
and pretend I didn't know what she was talking about. Something about I had been asleep and must have been having a dream. You sure you weren't stroking it? She teased. I think you were. Were you looking at me on the computer and jerking off? I immediately started to protest. That's a shame, she said with a wink. That would have been hot. Kara was definitely not the same girl I had once known. I felt like the awkward nerd. She had the upper hand. I realized she might be a little drunk. One of her friends had probably gotten some booze somehow. She reached out and grabbed my hard dick firmly. I pushed her hand away. I was still stammering every time I tried to talk. My heart felt like it might pound out of my chest. I didn't want to be caught holding panties. Kara put her hand back on my cock. She was gentler. You don't want any help. I made another effort to push her hand away, but I was less enthusiastic about it. Kara lay down next to me on top of the sheets. She kept her hand on my dick. I was still terrified that she would pull down the sheets and I'd be exposed. Everyone else is asleep, she whispered. That thought didn't put me at ease. It just reminded me that her father and stepmother, my aunt, were up to flights of stairs and I was getting a handjob from their 18-year-old daughter who I'd known since childhood. Kara's gorgeous brown eyes were locked on mine. She stroked my cock. She was a little clumsy, but it was obvious it wasn't her first time. She started to pull down the sheets. I immediately resisted. Stop, she said. You can't come in the sheets. Then we shouldn't be doing this. I protested. You were doing it without me, she said. Were you going to ruin the sheets? She gave the top sheet a tug. There was a second that I was exposed without her looking down. Time seemed to stop for a minute, but then she snuck a look at my cock and gasped. Those are my panties. Where did you? Then she glanced at the laundry room, and it was obvious she put the pieces together. She snatched them away. She had a puzzled look on her face. My cock was finally starting to shrivel, but it was ten minutes too late. Then she spoke. Do you like the way these silky panties feel? I couldn't speak, and there was no use in pretending. I just nodded. She touched the panties wrapped around my dick and rubbed me through them. It was getting hard again. Like this, she asked. She still looked puzzled, but mostly in a curious way. I nodded again. We were both breathing heavily. Her voice had gotten a little husky. What do you want? She asked. I want you to keep going, I whispered. With my panties, I nodded. She wrapped her satin panties around the swollen head of my dick. She wrapped her hand around them. I was on my back on the bed. She was on her side and facing me. Our lips were inches apart. She rubbed my cock. Like this, she asked. I want you on top, I said. She nodded and straddled my thighs. She had to push her denim skirt up. Her thighs were thick and muscular, and she had on navy satin panties with lace trim. Her eyes stayed on mine as she teased my dick with the panties in her hand. You like it? She asked. You like me jacking you off with my panties? Open your shirt, I said. What? She asked. Open your shirt. I want to see your tits. The oversized flannel shirt was definitely hiding her curves. She unbuttoned her top. Her big tits looked ready to spill out of her simple black bra. I reached up to pull the cups down. She had beautiful dark brown nipples. Her tits bounced as she stroked my cock. I grabbed at her ass and pulled her closer to me. She started grinding her pussy on my shaft through her damp, silky panties. I had to bite my lip to keep from crying out. She started grinding faster. It was obvious she had some experience, but her movements weren't refined. I'm gonna come, I grunted through clenched teeth. She slid back down my thighs and covered the tip of my dick with the panties in her hand. 
She gave a few crazy tugs. I erupted into her underwear. I filled them with a huge load of cream. Then she wiped up any that missed. I was overcome with a wave of elation and one of guilt at the same time. Kara was smiling wickedly. She casually pulled her bra up and buttoned her flannel shirt without a word. She tossed the cum-stained panties on the floor next to my boxers. I don't need those back, she said. I guess you don't want them anymore, I said. It's not that, she answered. I want you to use them the next time you jack off and think of me. When she walked away I thought I'd never get to sleep, but between the alcohol and the orgasm, I slept surprisingly well. I woke up on the sofa bed in the basement feeling guilty, though. The covers were pulled up to my neck. My pants were on the floor. I was wearing a t-shirt and boxers with Kara's panties hidden under the mattress. Kara and I were family, even if we weren't relatives. Her dad had married my aunt when we were both kids. She was almost four years younger than me, and everyone thought it was funny that she had a little crush when we were growing up. But nobody would have approved of any real romantic relationship. Upstairs, I could hear my aunt and her husband moving around. I quickly put on my pants. I stuck the panties in my coat pocket. I didn't regret what had happened. We'd both had a little to drink. It was impulsive and unplanned and sexy as hell. I didn't know if Kara was into it or just saw an opportunity to take advantage of me and explore her long unrequited crush. It should have been embarrassing, but I knew I would replay that night in my head for a long time. Even though I assumed it had been a one-time thing, I couldn't let anything else happen between us. Kara was barely 18. She was still in high school, and she was my aunt's stepdaughter. My resolve lasted all of 10 minutes. When I got upstairs, I found Kara at the breakfast table dressed for school in her uniform and Lisa Loeb's stylishly nerdy glasses. Her thick, black hair was tossed to the side. She flashed me a sly smile. There was no sign of the shy girl I'd grown up around. I pulled up a chair next to her. Do you still have my panties? She whispered with a wink. I looked over to make sure my aunt hadn't heard. I told her I did. Where are they? I patted the pocket of my coat. Gonna come in them later, she teased. My cock was getting rock hard. Before I could answer, my aunt walked in and sat down at the table. We all ate cereal and made small talk. Kara's father passed through in a blur on his way out the door to work. Any chance you can drive me to school? Kara asked. What happened to Jenny? My aunt asked. She said she had a doctor's appointment today and couldn't take me. I told them it was no problem since I was heading home anyway. I knew my cousin probably wouldn't be up for hours. Kara went to grab her things and I told my aunt goodbye and went to wait in the car. Kara came out a couple of minutes later. I could not get over how sexy she had become since I'd last spend time around her. She'd been a chubby kid. Now she had a delightfully plump hourglass figure. Her tits bounced as she walked toward the car in her plaid skirt and white blouse. She walked with the confidence of a woman who knows she's attractive. So, last night was fun, she said casually after climbing in the car. I could only nod. So did you jack off thinking about me this morning? She teased as soon as she sat down. No, I answered. I put the car in reverse and backed down the short driveway. But you kept my panties. Just a souvenir or are you going to jack off with them? I don't know. She was actually making me tongue-tied. This was a woman I teased as a girl. I'd never come close to being nervous around her or thought of her as anything more than my cousin's kid stepsister. When did you become such a tease? I asked with frustration. Am I teasing you? She toyed. I made you come last night. 
I thought teases don't follow through. You know what I mean. You're teasing me now, I said. I'm just asking what you're going to do with my panties, she said. That's not teasing. It's just a question. Teasing would be asking if you want to see the panties I'm wearing. Her voice had a sing-song tone to it. It was obvious she was enjoying herself. For years, she'd had a crush on me, and I'd ignored her. Now she was in control, and she knew it. I didn't know if she'd spent the last few months watching porn, reading smut, or just fooling around with other guys. But somewhere along the line, she had learned how to play the wicked coquette. I don't want to see your panties. I lied. What happened last night can't happen again. It was wrong. You jacking off with my panties was wrong. Or stealing them from the laundry. That's not what I meant, I said. I didn't even know they were yours. So you thought they were my stepmothers? She asked. Your aunt. That's really fucked up. I didn't know whose they were. It wasn't important. I told her honestly. I just grabbed them. You just like jacking off in stolen panties, she stated. You don't care who they belong to. Even your aunt. Your dad's sister. That's what you're saying. I guess that is wrong. Damn, she was quick. Had she practiced this conversation in the mirror that morning? I don't mean that, I said. I was just looking for a towel, and they were there. And I meant us. We can't do this. Why? She teased. We aren't related. Not really. Do you only get off in the panties of your relatives? I pulled the car over into an empty parking lot. We were a couple of blocks from her school. I don't get off in panties. And if anyone found out about the two of us, then both of our families would disown us. I said, there would be a lot of drama and everyone would blame me because I'm older and the man and they'd say I took advantage of you. You're still in high school. She nodded and seemed to think for a second. You're right, she said. You should probably give me my panties back. It was my turn to agree. On some level, I wanted to keep the panties, not because they were hers. I just thought it would be fun to replay our sexual encounter, but giving them back was the right thing to do. They would just eventually end up in the trash anyway. It made no sense to keep them, and it would be humiliating to get discovered with them. I grabbed my coat from the backseat and pulled her panties from the pocket. She took them from me. Are you sure? She said. I nodded. Because you could keep them, she said. And this pair, too. She flipped up her pleated schoolgirl skirt. She was still wearing the silky navy panties she had on the night before. I felt my cock come to life just from looking at them. I remembered the way they felt on my hard dick when she was grinding her pussy against it. They're pretty wet, though, she added. Again, just like last night, does that ruin it for you? Do you only like clean panties? Do you like to wet them yourself with your cum? There was no point pretending I could resist her. I was 21 years old, horny all the time. And the only action I'd gotten in months was being jacked off by a woman who was practically my cousin. And she'd used her panties to do it. Somehow it made the experience even hotter. She started sliding the silky panties down her thick, sexy olive-toned thighs. She left her skirt up so I could see her black bush. She slid the panties off over her shoes. You want to see how they feel wet? She asked. Ever felt that? I haven't. Let me see that hard on, she said. I unzipped my pants in a hurry. It was 7 in the morning, and we were in my car in the parking lot of an oil change place. We were to blocks from her school. Other seniors were passing by less than 20 yards away in their uniforms, carrying book bags, and I still pulled my dick out. Kara pressed her hot, wet panties against it. She rubbed them up and down. I groaned loudly, 
She stroked it nice and slow with her silky underwear. You like this, or you want me to use my mouth? She asked. We can't, I said. She seemed surprised. You sure? She asked with arched eyebrows. Let's just make sure. She unbuckled her seatbelt and leaned over the center console. She wrapped her full lips around the tip of my cock. The damp panties were still around my shaft. Fuck, Kara, I moaned. When did you become so naughty? She didn't answer. She just tongued the tip of my dick and started jerking the base. It was a little painful. She obviously had limited experience, but it was still amazing. I reached over and cupped one of her big tits. I was young enough that touching a titty still felt like something special. Kara opened the top to buttons on her blouse so I could see her amazing cleavage and white bra. Faster, I grunted. She worked the shaft with her panties. I couldn't stop thrusting my hips. I wanted more of my cock in her warm mouth. I'm gonna come down your throat, I moaned. She pulled her head back. Do it in my panties, she said. I didn't protest. She covered my dick and stroked it rhythmically. I wanted it to last forever. I told her to slow down. Instead, she went faster. You gotta finish, she said. I can't be late for school. Come for me, come for me, daddy. That caused me to lose my mind. I started thrusting into her hand. I moaned loudly and erupted in her panties. She kept stroking until my cock spasmed. She wiped up all the cum, then handed me both pairs of panties. What are you going to wear? I asked. I guess nothing today, she said with a wink. I'll be naked under my skirt. Think about that all day. She grabbed her things and quickly jumped out of the car. I can walk from here, she said. Thanks for everything. See you at Christmas. I sat there and watched her curvy body jiggle as she walked away. The next story is posted by user Paula Song from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Cheating While on Honeymoon. Sit back and enjoy the story. I was on my honeymoon with my husband. We had just married, both at 18. We dated for all of high school. We knew we were ready, and I knew he was the one. We had a hotel on the beach. We didn't have a view of the ocean from our window, but we didn't care. We were together, that is all that matters. My new husband, Owen, was in the shower. We had so much sex, he could barely get hard anymore. The shower will give him some time to recover. I had drank a lot of wine throughout the day. Feeling carefree, I slipped on a tight white t-shirt and a white g-string bikini. I didn't bother finding a bra. My nipples could be seen through my shirt. I put on my ring, grabbed a glass, and I walked barefoot to the ice machine. We're on vacation. Who cares if a stranger sees me? No one from home will see me looking all slutty. My hair is long, brown, and wavy. My skin is pale. My eyes are big and green. I was quite slim with a narrow waist, wide hips, and a nice ass. I felt so sexy and free. Walking down the hallway, I saw an awkward, skinny, nerdy man in his 20 seconds. He looked at me. I smiled at him. I swayed my hips as I walked past. When I got to Ice Machine, there was a handsome man with dark hair, a chiseled jaw, fit about an inch taller than Owen. A little tanned, maybe in his 40 seconds, by a vending machine. Holding a bottle of Coke, he seemed to have just bought. All of a sudden, I felt very self-conscious, realizing how weird it was to walk around this slutty. How are you doing tonight, miss? The man said, with a perfect smile. I felt really shy. I'm good, I'm just grabbing some ice. And I'm going back to my husband. Nice, he said. 
He's a lucky man. I giggled a little. I filled up my glass full of ice. Let me walk you back to your room. Keep you safe for your husband. You're barely dressed, he said, still smiling. Sure, I replied. Thank you. We started walking down the hallway. What's your name? He asked. It's Courtney. Cute name, I'm Ethan. I was still pretty buzzed off the wine. I was focusing hard on not coming off as an idiot as we were talking. We got to a turn in the hallway. I suddenly realized we walked by my door without me even noticing. Hey, sorry, we walked past my room. I said, blushing. Too cute, he laughed. Hey, is your room facing the ocean? It isn't. He pulled me towards a nearby door and opened it. From the doorway, I could see his window had a great scenic view of the ocean. Wow, that's a much nicer view than I have, I exclaimed. Somehow, the ocean and beach looked more majestic from just the second floor. I entered his room, walked to the window, and stared out into the distance, admiring the waves under the evening sky. Ethan came in behind me and closed the door. He took my glass with ice, made to rum and cokes, and came to the window to stand beside me. He handed my glass back. We chinked our glasses together. The alcohol tasted very strong when I sipped. I normally don't drink a lot, I said. Oh yeah, yeah, my dad is a drunk. He never turned his life around after the divorce. I'm just drinking cause it's my honeymoon, I said, unsure if I was starting to slur my words. He's kind of a bum. I went through something similar, he said. I got divorced too, lost my job at the same time. But I turned my life around. I cut back on my drinking, got a new wife, got a better job. Now I'm making six figures a year. How did you do it? I went to my daughter for help. She gave me the emotional support and love I needed to fix myself. You have a daughter. I wish my dad would have cut back his drinking for me. Yes, about your age. He takes out his phone. He shows a picture of him with two very pretty women. This is me with my daughter and the other one is my second wife. I noticed in the picture that the wife had a much better ring than me. I also noticed the wife looked like she was in her 20 seconds. Hey, since my phone is open, you should give me your number. I would love to have your advice from time to time on how I could be a better father towards my daughter. Sure, I replied. Ethan seems like a real good guy. He handed me his phone. She has a real nice ring, I said. As I finished entering my name and number, I forgot to put a you in my name. Your wife in the picture. I like yours, he said. No, you don't, I giggled. My hubby had to borrow money to buy it. It was one of the cheaper ones. We could barely afford this hotel. Let me see it, he said. It doesn't look that cheap. I slid my ring off my finger and handed it to him. He got up to see the ring better under a light. Yeah, I mean it's an okay ring, he said. I would never buy jewelry this cheap. But if your husband is poor, it's pretty decent. I put the drink down on the nightstand and sat on the edge of the bed. Owen is probably out of the shower by now. I should go back to him. I'll chug this drink and head back to our room. I shouldn't be in some man's room, wearing a G-string. I look at Ethan. I start staring and admiring how handsome he is. I grab my drink. As I go for a sip, the glass slips from my hand. I accidentally spill a whole lot of the rum and coke onto my shirt, his bed and floor. Shit, I said standing up. I'm so 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 sorry. You're adorable, he chuckled. He walked closer and looked at me. The spill made my breasts completely visible through the shirt. He stood there, just staring at me. The way he looked at me, excited me. I could hear some men talking loudly, in the hallway. I glanced out to the ocean through the window. 
and then I looked back at Ethan. He pulled me into a hug. He rested his head against mine. His hand rested on my back. He slowly slid it down to my butt, gently squeezing it, then rubbing it. My lips started quivering, waiting for his kiss. This is wrong. I push him away. I'm sorry, I just got married. I quickly headed for the door. Courtney, I stop and turn to look at him. Let me give you back your ring. Shit. Thanks, I forgot. And let me give you a clean shirt. There's people in the hallway. Your tits are visible through the wet shirt. Okay, I replied, my head feeling a little numb. He tossed me a black shirt, men's size large. I went in the bathroom, changed into it. The shirt smelled like he had worn it. Recently, I felt so small in his shirt. The shirt completely covered my butt. I came out. Ethan smiled. Let's wait for your shirt to dry. We can watch the sunset together. I won't try to seduce you. I should go. My husband is probably freaking out. I've been gone too long. I used to watch sunsets with my daughter. Please, stay for a few minutes. I see a lot of her personality in you. I won't touch your ass again. Okay, I'll stay for a few minutes. I relented. Ethan seemed like the man my father was supposed to be. We stood by the window watching the sunset. Some time passed. Ethan put his arm on my shoulder. This has been a great evening. Courtney, thanks for sharing it with me. I blushed. I couldn't think of anything to say. He moved behind me, wrapped his arms around my belly. He pushed his crotch into my butt. I felt frozen. I couldn't think of what to say. I felt his erection in his pants, growing against my ass. I stared out at the sunset, trying to think of a way to shut this down. I looked down and saw a group of three men sitting on the beach. One looked up at us. You're the perfect girl. Courtney, he put a hand under the shirt I was wearing and tickled my belly. I let out a giggle. The sun has almost set, I said, suddenly feeling a little more relaxed. I thought you weren't going to seduce me. I can't help myself, Ethan said, teasingly. I started thinking how soft your skin was when I rubbed your ass earlier. Both his hands were now under my shirt. He reached up and squeezed both my breasts. Ethan, stop. I'm married, I said, while giggling. He whispered into my ear, still fondling my breasts. You're so hot, Courtney. I need to make love to you. Don't deny me this. I love you. I need your body. You are so sexy. You drive me wild. I was feeling all warm and mushy inside. I tilted my head back on his shoulder, turned towards his face. He kissed me slow and deep. He slid one hand under my bikini and started fingering me. He started grinding his erection against my ass. I let out a moan. He whispered into my ear. Take the shirt off. I obeyed. I took the shirt off. He still had his hand fingering my pussy. He pushed me with his free hand into the window. My boobs pressed into the glass, gliding up and down as he fingered me. I looked down and saw the three men from before looking up and watching us. I pushed away from the window and pulled him towards the bed. I fell onto my back and he went on top of me. He kissed me hard. He got up, took his shirt off. He reached down and pulled my bikini off. He took his pants and underwear off, revealing his large boner. He's bigger than Owen, I thought. He climbed back on top of me and put his penis in my pussy and started slowly thrusting. You're so hot, Courtney. Oh, Courtney, I love you. I love you, I blurt out. I feel guilty saying these words. Ethan's cock feels so good, making the guilt a little bearable. You're so fucking sexy, he says back, pounding me a little harder. My eyes start rolling back. Pound me harder, daddy, I moaned. Daddy, I never said that during sex, before. Where did that come from? 
Yes, baby girl. He starts pounding faster. It hurts a little, but still feels good. Ethan pulls his dick out and comes all over my stomach. He stands up. I go down and lick some cum off his cock. It had a saltier taste than Owen's. Thanks, babe, Ethan said. I just smile. He grabs his phone and snaps a pic of me naked on my knees. I grab the black shirt and my bikini bottom. I quickly got dressed. Ethan gave me a hard spank. I knew you were a slut, he said. We both laugh. I didn't know I was a slut. This was the first time I ever cheated. Hey, I'll call you later, he said. Let's meet up one more time before we leave. I'd like that, I said smiling. I gave him a kiss and I start to head towards the door. Wait, Ethan says. He brings my ring and puts it back on my finger. Oh shit, thanks. I give him one last kiss in gratitude and left. I walked down the hallway. I saw a man walking towards me with his wife. I winked at him, swaying my hips as I walked towards my door. I feel real good, I thought. I got back to my room. Where have you been? Owen demanded. What happened to you? I glanced at the mirror on the wall. My hair was completely disheveled. He's probably wondering where I got this black shirt from. Sorry, it's a long story, I said. I swished down some wine to get the taste of come out of my mouth. I came to Owen and kissed him. I started making love to him. I'll think of an explanation once we're finished. The next story is posted by user Stasia Gray from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Force Fucked by the Cop. Sit back and enjoy the story. Step out of the car, please, ma'am. Nicole was in deep shit. Moments earlier, her now ex-boyfriend dropped ship. Note to self, never date jobless pot-smoking losers ever again, even if they're fun and exciting at the time. Slowly, nervously, she wound down the window. Is there a problem, officer? Even though it was dark, she could make out the heavy muscled contours of his body, straining tightly against his shirt. Her question was met with silence and a steely gaze. Without much choice, she exited her vehicle. She was glad that they were in a side street. At least no one was around to witness this debacle. Are you aware that you're driving with a broken taillight? She totally did, but she didn't have the time or money to fix it. No sir, I did not. Do I smell narcotics? Fuck, I'm going to need to search you. His voice took on a stern tone. Step over to the police vehicle. Shit shit shit. Not only did Brad ditched her, he truly fucked her over this time. Each step felt heavier than the last as she made her way towards the cruiser. Suddenly, her legs gave way and her body slammed onto the bonnet. The policeman threw her hard onto the bonnet and grabbed hold of her wrists, cuffing them. Pain stabbed her as the metal teeth bit hard into her flesh. I'm going to have to search you for contraband. Without waiting for a reply, the officer patted Nicole down. He was close. She felt his entire body encompassing her from behind. Even out in the cold, frigid evening, she felt his body heat. For a split second, she was tempted to buck like a horse to escape. But where would she go? Especially with handcuffs on her. It was a fight-or-flight delusion. His sheer presence was imposing, dominating. There would be no escaping. Better to feign passivity. His big, heavy hands pawed her body firmly, leaving nothing to chance. The fact that his hands lingered a bit too long on her breasts and buttocks didn't escape her notice. For some reason her nipples hardened under his touch. Her sneered at her, his eyes filled with lust as her forced her legs open, running against her stockings, rutting up her skirt and groping her panties. 
His thick, rough fingers send bolts of illicit pleasure through her core, and she desperately hoped he would pull his hand away before he realized that her panties were becoming wetter by the second. What's this? He asked, pulling a little bag of brown substance out of her coat pocket. Shit, it was Brad's coat. She wore it because the fucking heater didn't work in the car and be damned if she's going to drive home freezing her tits off. It's not mine. Desperation laced her voice. This isn't my coat. It's my boyfriend's. Your boyfriend a dealer? No I mean, I don't know. His voice took on a menacing growl. You know what I hate most? Drug dealers. Scum who are a blight to the community. Her heart banged hard against her rib cage. She never had so much a speeding ticket before. Please, it's all a big misunderstanding. I think we'll settle this down at the station. Hope you have a good lawyer. Fear bubbled in the pit of her stomach. This can't happen. No way, not with her barely pushing her way through college. Not with her mother struggling so hard to get her there in the first place. A criminal record will ruin everything. Please, she begged. Please let's work something out. I can't go to the station. You trying to bribe me? It just came out. Nicole didn't think of the ramifications of what she just said. I just, I'm trying so hard to stay out of trouble. And my mom will be so disappointed in me. His hand danced and circled the inner walls of her thighs. It was so close. She was certain that he could feel the heat emanating from her pussy. Maybe I could teach you a lesson in other ways. Yes, please, sir. It shocked Nicole that she complied a bit too easily. Maybe a part of her welcomed it. She never encountered a man to be so forceful and confident. All she had were boys, guys who tried to impress her to get into her pants. This cop, he didn't try to impress. He's just going to take. And God, she wants to be taken. Still splayed on the bonnet. She bit down on her lower lip as the officer spread her legs apart, hands under her skirt. His thumbs hooked over the sides of her panties and pulled down. She gasped as her pussy quivered against the cold, wintry air. Teach a dirty bitch like you a lesson, he growled. He shoved her hard. A loud thump reverberated as her body hit the bonnet. The banging sound echoed in the dark alleyway. Suddenly she felt a cold draft as the cop lifted up the back of her coat and then her skirt in one fell motion. Rough, leathery fingers yanked the fabric of her panties aside and his digits then glanced over her pussy, setting off trails of excited fire. She whimpered in response. What a fucking slut. You're wet for it. You think it escaped my notice. She heard the sound of his zipper being undone. Then she felt it. You want this? I... The crown of his cock slapped against her wet, aching pussy. Nicole's eyes went wide as she realized how big and thick he was. It had to be as thick as a baseball bat. And no, it's too big. She cried, trying to ignore how fucking amazing it felt against her inflamed lips. You're a fucking pain. Turn around. She did as she was told, and when she saw his cock groaned in shock. It was thick and curved. It had to be the length of her forearm. And more. The cop must have known what she was thinking. And he sneered with pride. Yes, slut. Picked the wrong night to run into a big dick cop. He grabbed the a fistful of her hair and pushed her forcefully down, her knees hitting the ground in the cold. Wet gravel bit at her kneecaps. Now suck it before I change my fucking mind. Maybe I'll let the boys have a turn with you. Nicole groaned and told herself to comply. She wasn't ready to admit that she liked how selfish and forceful this bastard was. Her pussy pulsed with anticipation. She liked sucking dick. Hell, she prided herself on it. But she never had a monster cock like this before. Butterflies danced in her stomach, and it felt like her first time all over again. 
Almost gingerly, she reached out as wrapped around this shaft. She moaned under her breath as she felt how hot and thick his python cock was. She tried not to lick her lips as it pulsed in her hand. She couldn't help but imagine how it'll feel in her tight little cunt. Suck it, bitch. His words were harsh and degrading. Any other time, she would be out on the streets, protesting against police brutality with her fellow classmates. But right now she was on her knees and going to pleasure this pig. A part of her thrilled at being a good little whore for him. Nicole stuck out the tip of her tongue and ran it from the base of his shaft and up along his length. Her tongue felt hypersensitive, the taste buds picking up every ridge and vein along his dick. She moaned at the saltiness, the pungent musk of an aroused male. As she made her way to his big mushroom tip, his cock twitched and a thick drop of precum beaded out. Instinctively, she lapped it up, mewling at the salty sweet taste. The cop looked down at her, looking like a tower of absolute authority. You like the taste, don't you? Bet that's what you fucking liberals do all day in college, fuck around and not much else. Nicole wanted to protest, but as she opened her mouth, the cop grabbed the back of her head and forced his bulbous head into her mouth. Her lips stretched painfully to accommodate him, tears welling up in her eyes. Yeah, suck it, he growled. And don't even think about using your teeth. Nicole moaned and her tongue took on a life of its own. It curved around clumsily in her mouth, licking his cock head with what little space she had to work with. The stench of arousal only served to arouse herself too. With her handcuffed hands, she reached down and absent-mindedly teased her own pussy, feeling how soaked she was for this asshole. Her jaw loosened, letting his oversized cock ease in and out of her mouth easier. She felt disgusted with herself. Here she was, being mouth-fucked by this cop, and she was getting more and more excited over it. Even the pain she felt as his fingers tightened over her hair, pulling at her scalp felt delicious. All of a sudden, his cock swelled in her mouth, and he really dug his fingers in. He growled in a hot, thick torrent of cum blasted forth and hit the back of her throat. Swallow it, he demanded. Nicole's head went into a haze as she complied, swallowing as much of his cum as much as she could manage. But it was too much. She gagged and he pulled away, cum still shooting out of him, painting her lips and then her face. Nicole never swallowed. She never let anyone degrade her with a facial. Not until now. There, are you happy? Can I go now? She sputtered, trying to pick herself back up. I'm not done yet. She gasped as she looked down his cock, was still as hard as ever. I'm not like those liberal fucks you're used to. This dick is built for fucking, and it won't be happy until it gets a taste of some pussy. He grabbed her and threw her onto the bonnet again. She slammed down and the cuffs bit into the paintwork, but the cop didn't seem concerned. No, he was too far gone. He was focused on one thing only, fucking her and the thought of it set off another flood of arousal between her legs. Again he lifted her skirt up and pulled her panties aside. Hell, he yanked them so hard. Nicole gasped as the material ripped. She licked her lips, waiting for it. She felt the head first, stabbing at her rear until it found her pussy. She cried out shamelessly now, her head filled with pure pleasure as her pussy stretched around his cock. It was so big, so filling that she could concentrate on nothing else. Not the fact that she don't even know this man's name, or where they were all she could think of to feel was this amazing cock filling her up. Fuck, she moaned. She never been taken by a stranger before, a stranger with complete dominion over her. Please, fuck me, she said. It was her voice but she didn't feel like it was her saying those words. Fucking whore, he growled, and he pushed it in further. His hands grabbed her by her hips, 
making her feel like she couldn't get away. It was big, bigger than any cock she had before. It felt like she was being spread apart by a truncheon. He pushed further and further, the eager walls of her pussy accepting it like a pacified animal. Finally his hips smashed up against the cheeks of her ass. He pulled back until he was almost out and violently pushed it back in, making the cruiser groan against the force. Oh God, she cried out, enjoying the pleasure he was forcing out of her. You liked being fucked like a slut. Yes, fuck me officer, she begged. Nicole never begged. He pumped faster and faster. He wasn't making love to her. He was teaching her a lesson. Nicole never experienced sex like this before, being treated like a fuck toy by a man who didn't give a shit about how she felt. It was refreshing. I'm going to claim you slut. What? I'm going to pump you full of cum. You can't, she panicked. I'm not on anything. Her confession only served to rile him up even more. Fuck yeah, I'm going to put my seed in you. S stop. She cried as her face burned with shame. The threat of being impregnated by a piece of shit cop only made her cunt ache even more. And the inner walls of her pussy tightened around his invading cock. Here Nicole was being fucked on the bonnet of a police cruiser. And the cop was going to impregnate her. God it was so hot. Yeah, come inside me. Teach me a lesson. Impregnate me you bastard. He growled, unable to contain himself anymore. Fuck. His hands clawed painfully hard into the sides of her hips. And she felt it. Wave after wave of hot cum was pouring into her pussy. She felt her womb contract, as if it was greedily trying to draw in his cum. He shivered against his climax, and his hand reached under her and rubbed against her clit, triggering her own orgasm. Oh fuck, no. She shook and quivered, her body rocking against him. Electricity traveled down her spine as she rode against her orgasm, savoring the delicious realization that this man has made her cum harder than she ever had before. She never knew how erotic being ejaculated in bareback was so hot. Even with bad boys, she made sure they wore condoms. She didn't have a choice. At least, that's what she told herself. Beneath the blissful sense of erotic elation, she felt disgust with herself. Panting, she collapsed onto the ground. Nicole whimpered as she felt an inhuman amount of cum leak out of her pussy and down over her thighs. He crouched over and uncuffed her. He zipped up his fly and grunted. You're a good fuck, he chuckled. The cop dropped a card on her prone body. Give me a call if you want me teach you a lesson again. Moments later, he stepped into his car and reversed his cruiser and drove off, leaving her panting breathless on the floor, her eyes focusing singularly on the card he left. Her hand reached over and clasped over it. The next story is posted by user Peachy Keen from r slash erotica. The title of this post is, I snuck into the men's locker room at my gym. Sit back and enjoy the story. It was 9 p.m. when I walked through the entrance. I showed my membership card to reception and walked toward the women's locker room. The gym closed at 12 a.m. and I knew of most of the regulars. Most of us had attended classes together in the evening. They knew of me too. So I wasn't worried about the moment they found me with my legs spread wide exposing my wet, tight pussy on the bench and a vibrator on my clit. I'd contemplated this scenario long and hard. I had my favorite powerful, pocket vibe in the side of my gym bag. I looked hot in the gym clothes. I'd picked a tight dark coral sports bra that pushed my 34 degrees Celsius breasts up in a pair of light coral leggings that accentuated my plump pussy lips and tight, full ass. 
The idea itself had been hasty, an idea born from stuffing every one of my holes with some type of toy. I wanted it for real. I'm confident in myself and how I look, so I wasn't afraid of the plan going wrong. I knew that Cyrus, the spinning instructor, got off at 10 and he had always looked at me, hungrily almost. I knew that Britain got off work at 8.30 and also worked out until 10. The rest of the boys I knew would be there were similar, all leaving the gym area around 10. Liam, Britain, Cyrus, Corbin, and Jack were the ones I knew off the bat, and each one I had baited up to this point. Between pressing my ass against Corbin's dick when stretching, getting too close to Liam in the hall, to turning lifting erotic with Jack, I headed upstairs to the gym and spotted each of them pretty quickly. Most of them were weightlifting, but the stretching area was right next to it. I positioned myself where I would be right in their eyesight and started my stretches. I pulled out all the moves between the scorpion pose and the splits. I looked back occasionally to make sure they were watching, they were. I went on to do the rest of my workouts before heading down at 9.45. I showered and my heart was racing. I couldn't believe what I was about to do, but when else would I have the opportunity in my life? I grabbed my bag and wrapped a towel around myself and checked the time, 9.55. I stepped outside of the locker room and darted across to the men's side. I poked my head in and could hear a shower running but silence otherwise. I slipped in and chose the middle section of lockers. There was a bench in the middle and I laid my towel out. I fished my vibrator out of my bag, heart racing even more and I started to pant from anxiety. I splayed myself out on the bench so I would be facing whoever walked in first. I licked my fingers and started to rub my clit and opening. Then I turned on the vibe and shut my eyes. I'd be able to hear anyone coming in. I imagined what they would think. All good things I would hope. A dream come true, just like in my mind. The shower in the other room turned off and I was starting to moan a little from the vibe. I wasn't ready to come yet though so I slowed my pace down. I reached down and felt myself. I was soaked. Whoever was there started to come out of the shower room, and I watched. It was Cyrus with a towel wrapped around his waist. Holy shit, he said, staring at me, wide-eyed. Hi, Cyrus, I purred, batting my eyes. Daphne, he blinked. I could imagine it would be a shocking sight. So I curled my fingers at him in a come-hither motion and he did without much thought. When he approached, I turned the vibe off and placed his hand in place of it. He expertly circled the tip of his index, finger on my clit, and I moaned immediately. I pulled him in to kiss me, and he reached his free hand around to cup my ass. The towel fell from his hips, and I reached down to wrap my hand around his long and thick cock. He pulled away and pushed me back onto the bench. We've got a few minutes till the other guys come through. I want to taste you before you're demolished. Like B already knew exactly what I had planned. My breath quickened as he spread my legs wider and kissed my inner thighs, rubbing his stubble against me. He pulled my lips open and flicked his tongue on my clit, teasing me. I moaned and raised my hips. He wrapped his lips around it and sucked expertly, causing me to groan and tremble. God, you're so wet. He groaned and swirled his middle finger around my pussy's entrance. And tight, feel for yourself. I pushed my hips towards him and bit my lip. He pushed his finger in slowly then curled it while moving in and out. He returned his lips to their place around my clit, and I moaned his name loudly. It wasn't long before I felt my first orgasm building up. It felt like his mouth was pulling it out of me, and soon I was writhing against him. 
loudly moaning, now unafraid of who could hear me. As he pulled up, I could hear the voices of the other guys. Em, how do you want them to find you? He looked at me with sultry eyes and I smiled at him deviously. I turned so my head was facing whoever walked in and told him to fuck me from behind. He did as asked. He stood with his 8 inches cock at my entrance, and luckily, we had enough time to really enjoy that first thrust. He pushed slowly, stretching me and causing me to moan and push against him. The first one rounded the corner to the lockers as Cyrus quickened. Jack's face resembled Cyrus's when he'd found me, but he turned and said, Guys, come here. He motioned for the other three, and I smiled. As Cyrus pushed in and out of me, quicker now, I moaned and looked up at the four guys in front of me. I want you all to use me, any way you want, any hole, any position, I'm yours. Oh fuck, yes. Jack smiled and began stripping quickly. The others followed suit, talking amongst themselves and I was too distracted to understand them. Jack's seven inches-ish dick was already hard from watching Cyrus fuck me. He put the tip against my lips, and I licked him gently at first, then eagerly. He slipped it in and out of my mouth, groaning as he went deeper each time. I sucked on him enthusiastically, showing him how deep I could take him. Soon the others were touching my tits and my ass. Corbin even started to rub my clit in small circles. Jack's dick was replaced with Britain's, and I groaned when he pushed into my mouth. He was huge. I was already imagining him sliding into my tight pussy and destroying me, but instead I gave the head of his dick some love by sucking and licking it. Cyrus held my arms back, and I could feel him getting closer and closer to his climax. He pulled out before too long and flipped me onto my back, then sprayed rope after rope of thick cum onto my stomach. Goddamn, Cyrus groaned and smiled down at me, filthy whore. He slapped my cheek, but it was playful and he winked at me. Have fun with her, guys. That pussy is tight as fuck. Before heading to his locker and grabbing his stuff, Britton bent down to dip his cock into my mouth in this new position. I pulled it out and took one of his balls into my mouth and sucked gently. I repeated with the other before taking both into my mouth. I licked from his base up to the head before taking attempting to suck his monster of a cock again. I reached out to grab hold of Corbin and Jack while Liam positioned himself between my legs. Slowly, he pushed into me and I groaned as Britain's cock plunged deeper into my throat. Liam picked up a rhythm and I moaned every few seconds. I began moving my hands faster around Corbin and Jack, feeling them thrust and twitch. Before I knew it, Britain pulled away and I was being pulled up by hands. Jack laid down on the bench and pulled me down to straddle him. He pushed into me and we groaned in unison. Push that tight ass in the air, Corbin said from behind me. I did. I heard him spit and soon I felt him pressing against my asshole. I braced myself and groaned as both my pussy and ass were filled. I couldn't see straight. My head was spinning. I could hear them both groaning, and soon they had a rhythm going, with one pumping in while the other pulled out. I felt rough hands at my face and looked up from my haze. Liam was pulling me towards his cock, and I eagerly licked at the tip before sucking on it gently then taking him in fully. I looked looked to the side to see Britton pumping his hand up and down his big cock, waiting his turn. Before too long, I felt Jack tense up and groan loudly before pulling out of me and coming on my stomach. Corbin was close behind and came on my back. They pulled away from me and smiled at me. That was amazing. Thank you, Jack said before going to his locker. Corbin winked at me, see you around, and followed suit. With my attention back on Liam, 
He pumped in and out of my mouth and I ran my fingers up and down his cock with rhythm. Ah fuck, he grunted, and he twitched in my mouth. He released rope after rope of cum, filling my mouth up. I swallowed and smiled up at him. Goddamn. He stared at me in bewilderment. Then he looked guilty. Ah shit, I'm married. Then he quickly took off to his locker and grabbed his stuff. I couldn't help but giggle, and then turned to Britain. His cock was still hard. Is this what you've been waiting for? To get me all to yourself? I grinned and wiped away some of Liam's cum that had dripped down my chin. How do you know? He smiled back at me, onto your knees. The demand made me shiver with anticipation. I did as he said and pressed my ass into the air. He caressed my ass cheek and pulled it apart, assessing the damage done by Corbin. He'd been the smallest out of the bunch, so I wasn't worried. He reached around my hip and between my legs, rubbing my clit gently. I moaned and felt him press his cock's head into my entrance. He pushed slowly, stretching me and I groaned loudly. The slow stretch only made me hungry for more and I pressed against him eagerly, arching my back and spreading my knees wider. He moved slowly at first, but soon he picked up his pace and he started pounding into me. He never once took his fingers from my clit and I felt the pressure building in my core. He took his free hand and covered my mouth as I screamed my release into it. He pulled out and quickly flipped me onto my back and slid back in within seconds. He wrapped his hand lightly around my throat, and I couldn't help but moan, which he took as a sign to press harder. Soon I was nearing my next climax and arching off the bench. He smiled down at me and pumped in and out even harder. I squeezed him tightly inside of me, milking him with my pussy. It didn't take long and he fell forward, releasing himself inside of me. For a few moments we laid there before he stood up and helped me to my feet. That was insane, he laughed. I can't believe that just happened. I can't either. I've wanted to do that for a while. I can't believe it worked out so well. I laughed too and grabbed my stuff. I headed into the showers to wash off quickly. I walked out, fully clothed now, as Britain was packing the rest of his stuff up. Walk me out. I grinned up at him. Absolutely. Hand me your phone so I can give you my number. He held his hand out. I did as he asked and then raised my eyebrow. You're not married, are you? He laughed again, a beautiful sound to me. No, not yet. I'm only 28. We continued to talk until we reached my car. That night we texted each other, made plans to work out together, and plans for drinks. The other guys only blushed, or smiled at me when I saw them in the gym, and I smiled back with a newfound confidence. The next story is posted by user SalmonWDC from r slash erotica. The title of this post is The Elevator. Sit back and enjoy the story. Hold the elevator, please. It was a familiar request in my high-rise apartment building. I instinctively held my hand out, blocking the door from closing just in time. Oh, thank you, said the beautiful blonde who I had never seen before. I had lived in the building for a couple years, but our paths had certainly never crossed before. If they had, I'd remember. She was probably about my age, early 30s, wearing a sweatshirt and yoga pants. She had her hands full of groceries. No problem, I responded. Looks like you have your hands full. What floor? I asked. 17, please. She was clearly relieved to almost be home. She set her bags on the floor of the elevator with a heavy sigh. I pressed the button while discreetly checking her out. My heart sank a little when I saw the glimmer of a wedding ring on her left hand. I'm Cassie, by the way, 
she said, with an unexpected energy. I don't think we've met. I think you're right. I'm Sam, I responded. I'm up on 19. Oh, so practically neighbors. She had a contagious smile. I couldn't help but grin back at her. The elevator slowed, and the doors opened on her floor. But as Cassie picked up her grocery bags, one ripped open, sending fruits and vegetables all over the elevator floor. Oh fuck, Cassie exclaimed, immediately embarrassed by her language. She looked at me with a sheepish grin, sorry. I stifled a laugh and began to help pick up her spilled cargo. I hope you bought some soap to wash out that mouth of yours, I joked. There's no way you can carry all this now. Let me give you a hand. I scooped up the contents of her broken bag and headed down the hallway. Their apartment was just a few feet away, and she opened the door. You can put those on the counter, if you don't mind, Cassie told me. I compiled, gently setting my bundle of fruit in the kitchen. You all set? I asked after helping her arrange the rest of her bags. I began to move towards the door. Oh, are you in a hurry? She asked me with feigned disappointment. Am I keeping you? Not at all, I said, confused as to her intentions. But it was the middle of the afternoon, on a Saturday, so I had nothing to do. Well, the least I can do is feed you after helping me. She immediately started pulling some ingredients out of her bags. My husband and I just moved in, and we hardly know anyone. Cassie continued while expertly chopping some vegetables, and I'm determined to make some friends. So, Sam, let's be friends. Tell me about yourself. I proceeded to tell her my story. Just a single man, living in the city, enjoying all that it has to offer. Oh, to be single again, she said, with an air of overly dramatic wistfulness. I got married just out of college, and let me tell you, well, it can be a lot of work. A lot of work. What do you miss about being single? I asked, genuinely curious. The variety, she responded quickly, as if she had been thinking about this a lot recently. And the work. Well, let's just say it can be work, behaving oneself in this big city. There are a lot of temptations. Oh really? Really? She looked at me, suddenly serious. Our eyes met for a long moment before she turned back to her work. After a short pause, she continued. Anyway, we moved in here because we needed more space. At least, we will need more space once we finally start a family. What's the holdup? I immediately regretted being so intrusive. She didn't seem to mind. Well, it's just never the right time, you know. Everything has to be planned now, and a baby just hasn't fit into our plans. It's something we both really want. Sometimes I wish it would just happen. Ah, I said, pretending to understand. I had never had any interest in raising kids. If it's something you want, you'll just have to make it work, no matter what. I guess, she sighed. I didn't feel like I was helping. Sometimes you just have to let life happen. My words seemed to hit a nerve, and she stopped chopping for a moment. She set her knife down and pulled her sweatshirt off over her head, revealing a tight, low-cut exercise kami underneath. With her body's curves now fully on display, she rocked back and forth on her feet, subtly wiggling her rear while she finished up our lunch. I began to wonder if this was a show that she was putting on for my benefit. Whether or not that was the case, I was really enjoying myself. She must have figured something was up, as I had gone silent. She turned to me, and I averted my gaze from her shapely ass just in time. Oh, sorry, I always get hot when I'm cooking. I think it's this stove. She explained. I hope you don't mind I took off my sweatshirt. I'd have to be crazy to mind, I said, not thinking about what I just said. She smiled. I blushed. 
Well, it's nice to be appreciated, Cassie said as she handed me my lunch. Her hips swung as she walked around my chair and sat down with her own plate right next to me. I hope it's enough. I don't like to exercise on a full stomach, and I want to get a workout in later, before my husband comes home. She paused and looked at me before continuing. Do you like to work out? Oh, I do. My eyes darted over her body. What time do you expect him back? I asked, hoping I was reading her signals correctly. Any concerns I had about crossing any lines were quickly shattered. She moved her hand to my knee. She lowered her voice to a hushed whisper. Don't worry, we have plenty of time. Time may not have been an issue, but I saw no reason to move slowly. I swiftly moved out of my chair and pulled her up on the counter. Cassie parted her legs and I moved between them to meet her in a passionate kiss. Her hands glided over my back and she gently pulled me closer. She could feel my growing hardness through my pants and I could feel the fiery heat building between her legs. I held her face in my hand as I continued to kiss her while her hands moved to unbuckle my belt and undo my pants, which soon fell to the floor. Her fingers immediately moved to grasp my hardness and she subtly stroked me through my underwear. We broke our kiss just long enough for me to pull her commie over her head. I dove back in, kissing her neck and shoulders and nibbling on her earlobe. She moaned in anticipation and pleasure as my hot breath moistened the skin on the top of her breasts. Where I planted several kisses, we ground our hips together, my erect shaft straining against the thin cotton of my boxer briefs. I hooked the waistband of her yoga pants with my fingers and I pulled, tugged and shimmied them over her hips and onto the ground. She was still sitting on the counter and I kneeled before her. I licked and kissed her inner thigh, leaving a trail of warm wetness on her skin. She squirmed and cooed as I got closer to her crotch, only to have me switch legs and start from the bottom again. Finally, I reached my destination and kissed her pussy through the fabric of her panties. Her scent filled my nostrils, and the heat radiating from her body warmed my lips. She pressed her hips into my face and wiggled in delight. Meme, don't tease me, Cassie pleaded as I withdrew my mouth. I looked up at her, a sly grin on my face. You said we have plenty of time, I explained. I paused to plant kisses on her upper thighs and her lower stomach, and I plan on making this last. Now just relax, please. I stood up to kiss her and rubbed her pussy with the palm of my hand. Her panties were now wet, all but soaked through. I pressed her fingers in between her lower lips, eliciting a hungry moan. Her tongue slid into my mouth, and her hands found my hard cock. She cupped my balls and stroked the shaft through my underwear as I continued to finger her through her panties. I broke our kiss and moved my hand under her front panty line. My fingers moved over her clit and dipped into her moist sex. I whispered into her ear, Do I turn you on? Yeah, her eyes were closed, concentrating on the sensation of my fingers gliding over her clit and between her labia. What if your husband saw you now? I nibbled her earlobe, my fingers still exploring between her legs. Does he know how naughty you are? No, he doesn't know. She bucked a little against my fingers, trying to increase the friction. He can't know. She trailed off and bit her lip. Her hips moved faster against my fingers. She gripped the counter with one hand while groping my stiff package with the other. Clearly, her husband wasn't on her mind. My mind was racing with a thousand thoughts. Here I was, with another man's wife, fingering her in their kitchen, and she was fondling my dick and balls. How much further was she going to let me go? It's almost as if she read my mind. 
because she answered my question immediately. She pulled my t-shirt over my head. Taking the hint, I grabbed her panties and pulled them down over her feet. Cassie was now completely naked, perched on the kitchen counter with her legs spread. I stood before her, in only my underwear. She reached in and pulled my hard dick out of my boxers, stroking it slowly but with a firm grip. I want you to fuck me, she told me, right here. She used my dick like a handle, pulling me closer towards her. She rubbed its head and shaft over her pussy, coating them in her natural juices until it glistened under the kitchen lights. She gave it to more strokes before grabbing the counter with both hands, bracing herself. Come on, Sam, just fuck me already. I didn't have to be asked again. Already slick and lubricated, my thick cock easily slid inside her warm, welcoming cunt. She let out a loud gasp as my large tool probed the depths of pussy, pressing towards her cervix. We stayed like that for a few seconds, enjoying the moment before I withdrew myself nearly completely. Then I pushed into her again. She was as wet as any woman I'd ever been with, and her body was ready, demanding, in fact, to be fucked deep and hard. She put her arms around me and pulled me into her again. My rhythm increased steadily, much to her delight. Yes, Sam, she moaned with each thrust. Yes, just like that. I had forgotten how great it felt to be inside a woman, without any barriers or protection. We had never even discussed a condom. It honestly hadn't even crossed my mind, but now I realized how much better it was to be truly connected with a lover, enjoying the feeling of oneness that can only come from natural, unprotected sex. Just her body and mine, nothing in the way. She bucked into me as I entered her over and over again, my pelvic bone pushing against her clit. After a few minutes, I could tell she was close to an orgasm, so I rubbed her clit between thrusts to send her over the edge. Yes, yes, she was now loud enough I was thought the neighbors would hear. Keep going, keep going. Come for me, Cassie, I growled, driving my dick into her with new force. Come on my cock. Oh, oh God, Sam. I felt her pussy clench down on my thick member as an orgasm overtook her. She wrapped her legs and arms around me, holding me tight and pulling me in deeper. Her pussy continued to grip and milk my cock as I thrust in and out. Oh shit, I said, betraying my own growing orgasm. Her pulsing pussy had set me close to the edge. Yeah, Sam, give it to me. Yeah, she had just come, but she was suddenly focused on getting me off, as if that was ever going to be an issue. I was continuing to thrust, but I was nearing the point of no return. My voice was strained. Your pussy feels so fucking good, Cassie. My bare cock pressed deep into her receptive cunt. It was clear that I was about to burst. Yeah, she liked hearing my voice. Yeah, Cassie. Shit, you're going to make me come. I warned. Come in me, she was whispering at first. She repeated herself, louder this time. Come in me, Sam. Are you sure? I could barely talk as my orgasm welled up inside me. Yes, she met my eyes with hers. Give me your cum, Sam. She moved her hips in a small circle, sending shivers through my whole body. Are you safe? No, I didn't care. In fact, maybe that's what I wanted to hear. I let out a primal moan and thrust my cock into as deep as it could go. My balls throbbed as I climaxed, shooting my seed into the deepest recesses of her pussy and even directly into her fertile womb. I felt another spasm as a second jet of my cum coated her insides. A third wave emptied my balls and flooded her cervix. She loved it. Yes, Sam. Fill me. Fill my married pussy with your cum. I was spent. My balls continued to spasm, but had no more semen to give. 
I pressed my face to hers, this time penetrating her mouth with my tongue. She accepted it eagerly, and our tongues danced together in her mouth. After I collected myself, I withdrew my softening cock from her gaping pussy, now sloppy with the combination of her juices and my seed. Some of my sperm started to leak out onto the floor. She caught it and brought my sticky seed to her lips. Meme, that's the stuff, she said, licking her fingers. Dessert. I chuckled and started to put on my clothes. Thanks for lunch, Cassie, but I better get going. No, thank you. She responded with the same contagious smile form earlier. She licked her lips, savoring the taste of my cum. I gave her one last kiss on the cheek and left her apartment. She was still sitting on the counter, body dripping with my cum, when I walked out the door. Several months later, I walked off that same elevator to find Cassie and her husband in the lobby. I quickly said hi and avoided eye contact, determined not to give anything away in front of her husband. We had only fucked once, but I didn't want any drama. We passed each other as they got on the elevator. I took a few steps and then allowed myself to turn back at the beautiful woman and reminisce about that one great afternoon. My eyes got big when I realized that Cassie had her hands on her visibly pregnant belly. She caught my gaze, looked down at her growing baby, then back at me. She silently mouthed thank you. Just as the elevator doors closed, I smiled, thinking about the time we had let life happen. It had worked out well for her and gave me a memory I'll never forget. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to listen to our episodes coming every few days. You can subscribe and go to our Patreon down in the description where you can listen to the episode uninterrupted by ads and a few new episodes for just $1. It would help me do this every day. And for you to get alerted and not miss any of your friends' erotic stories, 